Welcome to the One Mic, One Voice show, building the collective conscious. Show that's created to give space where your voice, ideas, and informed opinions can be heard, appreciated, and debated. I am Michael Eric Owens. Wow, folks, it's been a while. It has been a while that I have not, (laughs) that I have not been on the microphone, but I had to come back today. I had to come back today. Um, of course, this is uh, the day after the November midterm elections. And I have to say to you, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I mean, I was talking to several people and they were saying to me, um, you know, it's going to be a different outcome. I mean, they were believing and hoping. I mean, hope is good. They were believing and hoping that the Democrats would hold off this midterm traditional landslide in the voting. Well, it appears that that some of that, the bleeding, um, it's not. Uh, the cut is not too deep. The bleeding can be stopped. However, there are wounds. And when you look at this country, I mean, when I look across the electorate, what happened in Oklahoma, (laughs) folks, I'm here to tell you, when I see folks on the ballot winning that have denied whether the Uh, 2020 election was legitimate, have downplayed the um, insurrection at the state capitol. When I see these folks getting, even when they lose, getting thousands of votes, one has to wonder. One has to contemplate. One has to really sit back and think hard about what's happening in our country. You know, I used to think that, you know, wow, I'll just say this, you know, a decade ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, um, when I was deeply in this thing called social justice, because that's what people, you know, it's become a job now, I guess. But when we were advocating in these spaces for human rights and for civil rights and and for women's rights and LGBTQ plus rights and native rights, when we were doing that, I mean, the the listen, it it was slim. It wasn't a whole lot of people out there, and those of us who were doing it, we were called radicals. I was told multiple times, 
You know, I'm a racist. And if I only stop talking about racism, racism will go away. Well, folks, when we saw what happened with this country last night, one cannot deny that the majority of this country support white supremacy. Now, that's a pretty strong statement to say that the majority of this country supports white supremacy. Why do I say that? Because you can, you can either be a white supremacist or you can be complicit. And I think there is a large segment in our society that is complicit. They simply live their lives every day and they just don't have to think about the privileges that they get because it's so normal to them. But to those who are outside the house looking in, oh, we see it each and every day because we're not receiving those privileges. And we look at a country that is so divided. Are you Herschel Walker? Let's just take that for instance. And some of you know I, I had interviewed Herschel Walker. And, and I mean, Herschel's camp wanted to know <laughs> the questions before I interviewed him. He said, well, I don't, I don't, I don't want this to be a got-you interview. Man, are you serious? If you can't stand on, on uh, your principles, if you can't stand on your worldview, if you are not uh, learned enough to articulate your, your, your opinions about certain issues, then you should not be a national figure. But he wanted to know the questions and wouldn't do the interview unless I gave him questions. So I did. I gave him a few questions. I didn't even have the questions made up because I, I, I simply just like to have a conversation. We don't need to have pre-approved uh, questions, but however, that's the way he operated. And I have to say to you, and I'm not saying this, what I'm going to say is nothing personal against Herschel, but I did not find him to uh, be playing with a full deck. I did not. I did not find him to be intellectually curious. I did not find him to have command of the issues. I found him to be very simple, simple-minded. Um, I didn't find him to be a deep thinker. And, and the reality is, and I'm just going to share some things, and again, I'm not attacking Herschel Walker, but we do know that he was a violent man okay he's domestic violence is part of his legacy along with uh impregnating multiple women we know about the scandal that came out with his and his own family his own son took to twitter to or instagram or snapchat or whatever to criticize his hypocrisy and um, you know that the hypocrisy is from a Greek word, Hippocrates, and it actually means an actor. That's where we get the word actor from. And that's what that's what these people—they're actors. They're not—they're—they're they're playing a role. And what we don't understand is that the role they're playing benefits them only. 
And so here you have Herschel Walker against Reverend Warnock. Here is a, a, a man that has established morals, a community that respects him, a state that um, at least a little bit more than Herschel Walker kind of believes in him. But how can this race go to a runoff? Look at the two candidates. How? It can only go to a runoff because of white supremacy. You see, Herschel Walker, this is, this is the, 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 the argument that, that people will make. Well, he's black, so how can that be white supremacy? Well, the overseer that drove the slaves that made sure that they worked hard and, 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 and when they got out of line, put them back in line, was called the overseer who was what? Black on the plantation. Okay? Just be, white supremacy will use anybody it can. Why, why do you have a guy standing behind Trump at a rally saying blacks for Trump? One dude or two people. As I, that's, last time I checked, I, we were like 13% of the population. White supremacy will use black people. Clarence Thomas. Anyone that will co-sign with white supremacy, they will accept you. But they, they won't accept you to the barbecue now. But you might not want to go to the barbecue. Now, that's the difference. <laughs> if they give you an invitation to the barbecue, you might want to turn that down because you might be on the menu. Okay. Where is the choice? Where is the choice between Warnock and Walker? There is no choice. There is no choice. Are you are you kidding me? Republicans are going in the booth. This is the party of family values. This is the party of patriotism. This is a party of taking care of one's family. Aren't women in the family? I'm not saying women need to be taken care of because they don't. They can take care of themselves. That's the problem. That's the problem. This idea that somehow we need to take women back to the Stone Ages. They can take care of themselves. They can make their own decisions. They can make their own money. They can, they can do whatever they want to do. And many of them are doing it much better than men. But aren't you the party? that you take care of the family? But yet and still, this man beat women. You think that in itself would be a disqualifier? Are we going to have a man in the Senate that beats women? Well, some of them are already in there, but I'm talking specifically about Herschel Walker, a man that has multiple children by multiple women. And has never been a father to them. And he's in a runoff. Why is he in a runoff? That's, that's, the, that's, that's the question. Why is Herschel Walker in a runoff with Senator Warnock? It's not because of black people. It's not because of, uh, uh, of Latinx or Asian folks. It's because of white Republicans. That's why he's there. So, if more than half of the country, because when you, it, it looks like, 
and I, things could shift, but it looks like the, the house is going to be taken over. You're going to have McCarthy up there. Oh, my God. Man, y'all think it's bad. I, I, I'm predicting the next 24 months will be hell. It's going to be terrible. Oklahoma has a, has a Republican governor, Republican legislators. They're the majority. It's not going to be good. And then this Ron Walters, this guy that has taken over as the superintendent of public instruction. I mean, education is not about Democrat or Republican. It's about who, what, when, where, why, and how. It's about information, the truth. It's about what happened, who did it, where, when. It's the retelling of that narrative so that we do not forget. It is the retelling of that narrative so we understand someone else's culture, someone else's belief system, so we can coexist as a people together because we understand each other. But no, this Ron Walters, he, no, no, no. You can't, you, the, the CRT. Okay, that's the, that, that's, that's, that's the thing that people hang on to, indoctrinating children. Indoctrinating children with what? The truth? If I say I saw an accident and I saw uh, Billy crash and I tell the narrative, am I trying to indoctrinate the people I'm telling? No, I'm telling them what happened. It's up to them to do what they want to do with that information. They can go help him. They can go spread it. They can do whatever they want to do. I guess they could deny it. But the reality is it's not indoctrinating people when you are telling them what has happened and what is the truth of all of our experiences. You see, the fallacy of white supremacy is that it denies white people their experiences. Because you are told you must be a certain way. When the Irish came to this country, they were treated like black people. Not as slaves, but black people that went north after slavery, the migrations. They were treated as less than outsiders. That's why they changed their names to more Anglo-Saxon names. Every group except for European Anglo-Saxons. You talk about the migrants from Europe. They were treated poorly. But they combined when they saw black and brown people as the enemy, the creation of whiteness. And now you're robbed of your Irish heritage. You're robbed of your German heritage. You're robbed of your Italian heritage. You're robbed of that. Why? Because you've been grafted into the vine of white privilege. I, you interview, no, I'm just white. I'm just an American. I'm just white. There was a time when your white people, when your culture meant a lot to you, you celebrated your culture. You might say, well, we still get together. It's, you know, St. Patrick's Day and all. Come on. Come on, folks. That's not what I'm talking about. There is an Italy with a distinctly different culture from the United States. I've been there. Hey, 
I also, I, I've been throughout Europe. I've been to France. I've been to Spain. I've been to all these places. And the culture is distinctly different from the Western. Sanitized. Okay. Culture. We have a divided country. Our country is divided. And the majority of those in power. See, I used to think those in power, I used to think even though people wouldn't act upon it, their heart was in the right place. They understood they were just afraid of what they might lose or what might happen to their family, so therefore they didn't speak out, but they, in their hearts, in the recesses of their hearts, they felt like I did. We were kindred spirits. That's what I thought. But now I know different. No. No. They don't even think about it. Because there's too many privileges in a white supremacist society. You don't have to worry about the cops. You have to worry about being followed in the store. You don't have to worry about going into um, the bank and people looking at you crazy. You don't have to think about whether or not you're going to get that promotion because you know you're going to get promoted anyway sooner or later. That's not in the black mind. A lady was telling a story, a white lady, about her and her husband they both had in, was in between jobs. They had income verification, but they was in between jobs. They didn't actually have a job. They went in and actually got a loan for a home. And she said, I wonder if that had been a black person. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Man, when I went to go get a loan for my house, folks, I'm telling you, these people did not want to give me a loan. Although I had a great credit store score. I had I had I had the the the, the GI I had the, the VA home loan. Well you ain't gotta pay nothing down. One guy told me he I needed to put thirty thousand dollars down. I said, Well man, my credit's great. I said, I have the VA loan. He said, Oh, it's getting tough out here. We need this at least thirty thousand dollars down. Um I finally had to go online and do it anonymously, and then I got approved. True story. We are living in a country where the majority of people are white supremacists. You say, well, hold on, man. The white supremacists, they run around. They talk about Jews will not replace us. They talk about this stuff. But being complicit, it's just like, it's just like accessory. If I get in a car and I'm riding and we go to the bank, I might even know. I'm just in the car. I'm with my friends. We with some dude we don't know. And he said he got to go to the bank. We take him to the bank. He robs the bank. He runs out. We get in the car. The, the, the cops surround us. Guess what? We're all bank robbers. It's accessory. We can't, I can't say, listen, I, I didn't know what he was going to do. I'm, I'm complicit. You can't do that. So if, you, if, if you're not actively fighting against white supremacy in your life, you're benefiting from it. 
That's just a fact. It's just a fact. So no, one guy, he was talking about how this one white guy, how he 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 never gets a ticket. Never. Been pulled over multiple times. Says he's always speeding. But no, he never gets a ticket because he knows he's not going to get a ticket. It's white privilege. When a black man is afraid to even drive to the grocery store. Hmm. Watching his rearview mirror, putting on his signal, making sure he's not speeding. Gets out of his car, goes inside the store. He's looking around. He's, he's got to be aware of his surroundings at all times. After he purchases, he's more than likely going to get stopped. If he's at Walmart, he's going to get stopped by the person because they want to make sure he didn't steal anything. He endures that humiliation and gets in the car. And then he's hoping, I can get home. We are living in a country that is hmm. we're not going to get any better, folks. We're not going to get any better. If you say to me, Michael, hold up for a minute. Things have gotten better. What? See, if we say prejudice, if, if our litmus test for prejudice is this. Well, we don't have slavery anymore. Okay, we don't we 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 don't have uh Jim Crow. Y'all can ride in the front of the bus. Can't afford no car though. Cause economic discrimination can't do that. They won't give me a loan. Regardless. I can't get the car I want because they won't give me the loan I want. Hmm. Interesting. Economic discrimination. We've gotten better. Hmm? Redlining still happening. Still happening. Housing discrimination is still happening. We are in a situation where I don't know how it improves. We're in survival. That's where we're at. We're in survival. Because the people that Desire change in this country, number one, we're in the minority. I mean, all of us. All of us. Whether you are a, a, a woman that wants to have the right to choose, whether you're the LGBTQ plus community where you want to have gay marriage and protections, or whether you are, are Jewish, or whether you, you're, you're Latinx, it doesn't, we, listen, we're all in the minority. The majority wants to keep things like they are. Matter of fact, the majority wants to make things even more lopsided. So what do we do? What do we do? I don't know. I don't have the answers. I'm just on the mic today talking about what I've seen and what I feel and what I know is coming. And what's coming is not pretty. If you are hurt today, if you are dismayed today, if you are struggling today, God help you. Because what's going to happen here is something we have not seen. We've read it. We've read it. Everything happened today, we've already read it in the history books. It's happened before. 
History repeats itself. It's happened before. If you're a student of history, go back. The Reconstruction. See what happened there. See the loss of voting rights. See being kicked out of Congress. See what happens with, with the rise of convict leasing and, and, and Jim Crow and black codes. And It happened before. We're in deep trouble. What is the answer? And I'm going to talk about this in my next podcast. What is the answer? The answer is a coalition of the minority. Not just black, white, but women, Asian, Latinx. It's, it is a coalition of the minority. With leadership that would challenge the very structure of this society. Leadership that would shake the very foundation of this society. I'm tired of seeing people march and talk and this and that. Folks, we, we, that's, that's too reactionary. If, if once they have us reactionary, they've won. The move has already been made. Checkmate. It's already been done. Now you're upset. No. We have to start thinking proactively. We're in trouble. I can tell you. Listen. We need each other. These are the days in which we must stand up. History will speak of us. Somewhere in the distant future, Scribe will reach down deep into the archives of our lives and what will she find? Will she discover that we overcame our differences? Will she find that out of many we became one? Or will she find that we solved nothing and remain a divided peoples? Yes, history will speak of us. You can change the world, it's your choice. My, my, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. My, my, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice.